From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox president Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Catherine Cowdery. Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by Sector Spider ETFs. Why buy a single stock when you can invest in the entire sector? Visit SectorSPDRS.com or call 1-866-SECTOR-ETF. The S&P 500 wrapped up its worst two-day drop since February. Stocks fell amid lackluster earnings and few signs of a pickup in economic growth. Equities rebounded in the final hour of trading, with the S&P cutting its worst losses by more than half. Apple declined for a seventh session a day after Carl Icahn said he cashed out his stake in the company. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day. Dow Industrial Average fell 57 points, a third of a percent, to close out the week at 17,773. S&P 500 down 10.5 points, a loss of half a percent, to close at 2,065. The Nasdaq fell 30 points, two-thirds of a percent, and closed at 47.75. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil down 8 cents a barrel to 45.95. Spot Gold up 30 cents an ounce to 12.9640. And the 10-year Treasury down 2.30 seconds with a yield of one. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Puerto Rican Governor Alejandro Garcia Padilla has said this week that there will be a default on Monday. He added that I don't think there is a deal on the table that avoids a default. So what will happen? That's why we have Brian Chapata. He is municipal bond reporter for Bloomberg News. You can follow him on Twitter at B Chapata. Brian, welcome to the studio. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. All right, you got your crystal ball? Oh, it's an easy, it's an easy call. I mean, the governor said that Puerto Rico is going to default. They are going to default. It's just sort of a matter of how they're going to default. Do you have any idea how they're going to default and what the fallout is going to be from the default? I well, just like saying that over and over again. Well, the governor has uh, the debt moratorium that he passed earlier this month at his disposal. That law allows him to just say we're not paying any more effective immediately. Uh, so that's one route that they can take. There have been talks between creditors and uh, the government development bank in terms of a forbearance agreement or doing something in order to put off payments. Um there's been no formal announcement yet that those have materialized and they've gotten agreements in place. But even if they have an agreement for a forbearance with creditors, uh, the credit rating agencies still say this is a default because you're not making your full payment on time. Just to give detail to the numbers, the creditors, $70 billion. That's the debt. That, that's the full debt stack full in Puerto debt. Rico. $422 million is what was supposed to be paid on Monday. 
That's right. And that's on the government development bank's bonds. It's the fourth largest issuer of bonds on the island uh, with a little over $7 billion of bonds out there. So it would be, in terms of uh, the size of an issuer, it would be the largest Puerto Rico issuer to default so far. So far, they've been relatively small authorities. Is there any update from the U.S. Congress, such as House Speaker Paul Ryan? I mean, this has been going on for three months. In fact, he asked them to put together what he called a responsible solution. Have the Democrats and the Republicans gotten together on this? Uh, they have a little bit. They're in recess right now. So nothing's going to uh, materialize until at least after May 10th. And there's a lot of talk that nothing might get done until they're backed up against another deadline, which would be July 1st. Um, there's also been conversations from Bishop, who uh, is spearheading this uh, in Congress, saying that we're not that far apart. Um, there are just some small changes that need to be worked on. But it does seem like, you know, you mentioned Paul Ryan. He's put a lot of political capital into this to making sure it gets done. So between him and Pelosi, it seems like they are going to try to reach some sort of solution, but it won't be uh, enough to stop this May 1st default. Will it be enough to stop a default on July the 1st? Because I understand that Puerto Rico owes $2 billion then. And not just $2 billion, but it's a lot of payments on their general obligation bonds, which are supposed to be sacrosanct. They're guaranteed under the Commonwealth's Constitution. That's right. So that's going to be the real interesting date. Um, this one has been telegraphed for a little while. I mean, the governor said even back in December, we're going to miss payments in either January or May. So uh, he was sort of telegraphed this for a while. But uh, yeah, the general obligation bonds, yeah, as you say, are Commonwealth guaranteed. Uh, so missing those would definitely open up a new can of worms for everyone involved. Yeah, you'd have to open up that constitution. At the same time, Puerto Rico's economy is struggling. They are now dealing with an outbreak or at least a potential outbreak, I should say, of the Zika virus. And the governor has come on and said, there's no way that we can pay for eliminating these stagnant pools of water uh, where the mosquitoes thrive. Yeah, I believe the first confirmed death uh, from the Zika virus was announced today in Puerto Rico. So that's a real sad situation. Um, it, the tourism industry is was doing well in Puerto Rico, and there's a possibility that this outbreak might hurt the one area of the economy that was actually growing and sort of doing well. So, uh, yeah, it's a pretty unfortunate situation. Yeah, I mean, that, Governor Alejandro Garcia Padilla has said for a long time we have to pay for essential services, and he's really, you know, made this contrast between paying debt or making sure that the residents have a quality of life. And the residents of the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico are leaving, right? The actual population is shrinking. That, I mean, that's the biggest problem. And the argument that the governor and uh, his aides are making to bondholders is, look, the longer you drag this out, the less you know share of a pie you're going to have because the pie is shrinking. There's fewer people on the island. Uh, the economy is continuing to contract. Um, so, yeah, you have this economy that's stagnant and actually declining again, uh, and the population uh out migration is is a huge part of that. So they're saying we need to get something done now so we can turn our economy around and you guys can get paid the, the most that we can afford at this time. So it's like three things, right? You've got the government that has overspent or spent, according to some, irresponsibly for a long time. Uh, if they fail to pass a balanced budget, right, which is a constitutional requirement, and the GDP hasn't gone anywhere since 2005, 
it's it, it's a real problem. And that's why Congress uh, sort of has to get involved. The governor said today pretty much that the ball is in Congress's court now. We need them to do something. There is a uh, Recovery Act in front of the U.S. Supreme Court, which could get passed. But the idea right now is mostly uh, eyes on Congress in Washington and see see what they can come up with, a fiscal control board that might be able to implement some more control uh, on government spending. You're going to have a very busy weekend and a busy couple of of months. Uh, Brian Chapata, thank you very much. Municipal bond reporter from Bloomberg. You can follow him on Twitter at bchapata, all about Puerto Rico and their debt problems. Our thanks to Reggie Bazile, our engineer, producer Sam Langa. I'm Pim Fox, and this is Bloomberg Radio. Coming up on Bloomberg Law, discussion of the Trade Secrets Act. We'll find out about this intellectual property law that's been on the books since 1946. It's coming up next on Bloomberg Radio. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF.